What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Crypto Crane, and you are listening to the Sunday Night Hangout here on the Crypto Hangout Network. Uh, the time is 8.20, and we're going to talk some crypto today, and we're going to get started. Uh, we'll go ahead and uh, kill the music and go ahead and get started now. So I hope everybody's having a good weekend. Um, you know, the month of October has rolled in. The weather is changing. The leaves on the trees are changing. Fall is coming in. And it's getting closer to the holiday season. So how's everybody doing out there in the Hangout Gang? Hope everybody's doing fine. As I am doing great. The Cowboys won today. And so I am very, very happy about that. Okay. All right. So, um... Going to talk a little bit of crypto today with you guys. And, uh, you know, before we get started, once you guys go ahead and uh, hit the subscribe channel and uh, hit the like button and, uh, you know, hit the bell notification so you can get notified of the next video that gets started. All right. And thank you for hitting that because you are the real MVP that keeps this channel going. All right. So, yeah, just give you a round of applause for that right there. All right. We'd like to thank all our listeners. And all our subscribers for subscribing to the channel. All right, so let's go ahead and get into some of this uh, crypto news here we have here today. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get into the uh, market movers. Uh, we have Bitcoin that is up here. We're going to look at the seven-day average uh, today. So we have Bitcoin that's up 1.64%. 1, Ethereum up 3.6%. We have BNB down 2.69%. XRP up 18.25%. And you have Cardano, that, that is up 0.59%. Solana, up 3.16%. Dogecoin, up 4.45%. Polkadot, 5.02%. Polygon, Matic, 8.66%. Shiba Inu, 0.30%. Tron, 1.98%. Uniswap, 7.14%. Avalanche, 3.50%. Wrapped Bitcoin, 1.77%. Uh, Leo, 0.55%. Litecoin, 3.84, Adam 8.38, Chainlink 7.37, Ethereum Classic down 0.09, Stellar up 6.77%, FTT up 0.12, Near Protocol up 1.93, CRO Chronos down 2.52%, XRM up 5.03%, Algorand down 4.87%, Bitcoin Cash up 1.89%, Terra Luna down uh, that is, excuse me, the Terra Classic Luna C down 7.9%. QNT Quant up 17.8%. Uh, Flow up 4.78%. VeChain 3.0%. Uh, ApeCoin 5.1%. Filecoin 1.1%. Uh, TON down 3.78%. ICP down 0.66%. HBAR up 6.38%. EGOLD up 15.53%. Tezos up 3.74%. Chili's down 1.12%, Decentraland Mana up 2.3%, Sandbox up 3.325%, EOS up 1.51%, Ave up 2.43%, Theta up 1.66%, Axie Infinity up 1.43%, Bitcoin SV down 0.48%, and then OKB down 0.83%. So uh, those right there are the market movers and shakers of the seven-day average, as you can see. And you got some coins in the green, some in the red. But majority of the coins here are in the green, uh, <clears throat> as you can see. All right. So here next, we're going to move over here to uh, something new here that we, uh, you know, the crypto bubbles. Uh, so I want to show you guys the uh, crypto bubbles here. So you can see XRP moved up 18%. And as you can see, these are also weekly bubbles. We can move here to the 
uh, the market cap, uh, you know, as market cap has went up at ETH 0.4%, ter- uh, USDT uh, Tether has stayed the same, ADA at 0.1%, SOL 0.3.6%, and then uh, BTC up 2.1%, uh, all right? So that is the crypto bubbles market cap. And as you can see, the movers as we just went over on coin, um, on coin market cap, all right? So now let's look at the Bitcoin charts. Okay, let's see here. Um, we have um, Bitcoin here. This is a Bitcoin four hour chart. As you can see, current price is $19,493.70. And uh, it's looking stable. Uh, you know, I suspected to fall some more, uh, but it's looking pretty stable as you, as you can see uh, right here. A little consolidation point right here up under this uh, major, major uh, ceiling right here. Um, as you can see, it's still going on, on a little mini downward trend as well right here. So I expect more downside. Uh, the RSI is looking good. You may have a little pump up above here. Uh, if it does, I wouldn't suspect it to go above 19, 8, uh, maybe even 20,000. But I don't expect it to go above this right here. This uh, last pump right here, which was $20,037. So I don't expect it to go up above that if we should have a pump um, according to this right here. So what I would suspect it would do is come back up and, and set a lower high around in this area around here and then fall back down for the rest of the week. Okay. All right. So let's take a look at the uh, ES500 mini futures because as I told you before, Bitcoin follows that. As you can see, that fell and that puts the uh, price action of Bitcoin down further with it as well okay uh let's see here let's check out ethereum this is ethereum as you can see or it's the rsi is starting to come up uh toward um overbought levels as you can see um but i suspect it will do the same thing depending on what bitcoin does all right so that is the charts okay so um you guys I wanted to talk to you guys about something about uh you know what's going on here in the, in the markets and everything um you know we have a lot of 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 you know people trying to find the safe place to put their their currency uh into but but it's not um you know it's kind of hard during these times as you see the housing uh bubble starting to crash the uh you know, um, not only that, you have, um, you know, the stock market falling and the cryptocurrency market is falling. But you but, you know, you have a lot of a lot of these markets, a lot of these things happening. Um, but the one thing for sure is that I would not be caught in fiat. So uh, that's what today's show is going to be about. We're going to show you some things um, that's going on with these markets. Uh, we're going to read some news. We're going to have some SEC uh, regulatory uh, news enforcement and uh some you know as usual going to the twitter news and then we'll go into the uh uh we'll finish the show out all right all right so let's go here we'll start off with the news so sec is starting to try to come crack down on this enforcement as far as the uh celebrity goes and the pushing of the cryptocurrencies um you can see that that you know the first one that gary gensler the grinch as i call him has been touting has been the kim kardashian uh the whole kim kardashian thing that's going on um, as you can see, I know it says Kim Kardashian agreed to pay the SEC 1.3 million, which is a warning shot from the watchdog for crypto promoting celebrities. So let's go ahead and dive into this article. 
All right, several crypto promoting celebrities may have been watching nervously this week as Kim Kardashian settled with the Securities and Exchange Commission over undisclosed payments for promoting a token on Instagram accounts. Kardashian agreed Monday to pay the SEC $1.26 million to settle an ongoing investigation into a promotion on the Ethereum Max token. The reality TV star failed to disclose that she was paid $250,000 to publish a June 2021 Instagram story shilling Emacs, a token with a market cap of just $11.7 million that bears no relation to Ethereum. The reality star and influencer ran afoul of the 1930 security law that says people touting investments must disclose if they're paid to do so and say specifically how much they were paid. Now, this is something that I try to tell you guys all the time. If you've watched my channel, if you watch me, if you know anything about the Crypto Hangout uh, Network or the Sunday, Sunday Night Hangout um, show, we tell you that research is paramount, that research is a must, okay? <clears throat> Let me look into the camera so you guys can look at me. Research is a must, all right? Don't go off of what anybody's word. Don't even go off of my word, okay? But, re you know, do your own research. You have to do your own research. That is the thing that, that, that a lot of people are not doing. They're not doing the research. They, they are just going off of people's word. Okay, and then when they do that, they get upset. They, you know, when you know <clears throat> a rug pull happens, or if they lose money, they lose out, lose out, or, or you know, on their life savings or something. Okay, so you guys have to, you absolutely have to do your own research along with the, you know, with the YouTubers that you're watching or or the friends that are telling you the different these different things. Okay, <clears throat> so that just want to let you guys know about that. And, um, you know, the, the whole Kardashian thing is, is something that is big as far as, 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 you know, Gary Gensler and the SEC goes. They were, they were looking for something to put him in a spotlight because his thing, whole thing is he's trying to replace Janet uh, Yellen as the Treasury Secretary. All right. And so, you know, he has a bad name because of the whole SRP thing, fiasco. Uh, Congress and, and the public doesn't trust him. So he's trying to show that that he can you know you know protect investors because the whole xrp uh, fiasco he's been accused of harming investors more than he has uh protected them okay so let's, let's finish this case is a reminder that when celebrities or influencers endorse and in, endorse investment opportunities including crypto asset securities it doesn't mean that those investment products are right for all investors he said Ms. Kardashian's case also serves as a reminder to celebrities and others that the law requires them to disclose to the public when and how much they are paid to promote investing in securities. Kardashian isn't the only celebrity who has been rebuked for promoting Emacs, all right? And you had Floyd Mayweather, Paul Pierce, as well as her, okay? And as it says here, you know, after they promoted it, it, it dropped in 98% value, all right? So that was a guaranteed rug pull. For those of you that don't know what a rug pull is, all right? That was a guaranteed rug pull, okay? So now, you know, we have uh, Do Kwan and the uh, the whole uh, Terra Luna thing. And so we'll have to uh, pull that up real quick. I had this set up, but my ad, you know, came back up on it. So I apologize to you guys for that in advance. All right, so. See here, six minutes. Kind of talking about this. I want you to listen to the regulation about what this lady is saying right here, okay? She's talking about the uh, regulation that the United States is going to bring. All right, we just heard some regulation about it uh, when it came to uh, Kim Kardashian. Uh, 
Okay, and so now you're going to hear some more about the uh, regulation and when it's actually going to come down and if it's going to be heavy handed and or not, etc. All right, so I wanted to play some of this so you guys can get a kind of an understanding of, of what the uh, you know the government is kind of thinking about when it comes to regulating this crypto market. You know, to help you guys better help you uh, you know the hangout gang better to invest in uh, you know the cryptos substantial coming from Congress next year. Rulemaking at the federal level takes a lot longer and they want to get it right. And I think there's been a lot of critique from industry that the present clarity that industry so desperately is looking for, because there's a lot of, you know, a lot of actors in the space that want to be regulated, that want to do this the right way, that want to build, you know, a, a business of... And this is very much true. You know, Ripple was one of them. They reached out to the SEC to try to get clarity. They tried to see, you know, what rules and regulations will be coming down, what they could do and what they couldn't do. So they could, uh, you know, um, be be uh, square in, in the SEC eyes and in the government's eyes. But they uh, chose a regulation by enforcement type of approach you know that and that's what why gary gensler is the grinch trust and, and compliance uh, and they're just lacking the clarity on how to and on how to accomplish that um and i think that they're sort of taking issue with the fact that what the sec seems to be doing is regulating by enforcement and i think that what the industry is really looking for is not regulation by enforcement but you know, really clear guidance. And I, I just think that takes a while, particularly when you have jurisdiction split in the U.S. at a federal level between the CFTC and the SEC. You're based in Canada. Can you talk a little bit about uh, what the regulatory guidelines look like? And uh, I apologize, you guys. I had that mic muted, so let me uh, let me repeat what I said. Uh, um, what she had just said, following up with what she said about how the CFTC and the SEC, uh, you know, both are splitting the regulation of crypto. It really needs, to, in my opinion, 
and the opinion of that we hold here at the crypto hangout network and on the sunday night hangout is that the cftc should be the official ones that regulates crypto not the sec the sec should stick to securities and exchange in the stock market okay um the, the cftc should decide which cryptos uh, should fall up under the under the SEC's guideline and securities, and then they should move that over uh, to the uh, SEC and allow them to take over and regulate that those cryptos. But as far as making that decision, that needs to come through the CFTC first, and then hand it over to the STC. I mean the SEC. Okay, and. Um, but that is the that is the reason why Gary Gensler made the play with XRP for two reasons. For one, to try to corner over the uh, the crypto market from the CFTC and say that it all falls up under the SEC, which is bullshit, baloney. And then the, the other reason for it was to give J.P. Morgan Chase and Ripple, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase and Wall Street uh, and the banks uh, um, a chance to catch up to the. Uh, uh, the public uh, blockchain companies that are far, far ahead of them, okay, and, and allow them to figure out a way to take over the crypto market and corner the crypto market, which they are trying to do currently through Ethereum, and that is for a later show. Um, maybe next next Sunday, two Sundays from now, maybe three Sundays from now, but it's a show that we're working on currently, and it is something that, that is going to be big. Um, but something that I think that the public and my listeners and viewers uh, need to know and need, and need to hear. Okay, so back to the video. There, especially in the wake of some of. Well, there's another section in this video. I think it was right here at the five minute mark where she talks to as well. And what he's asking her is, 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 do you see that the federal regulations taking some of the guidelines from some of these, uh, the state regulations that the states are implementing as far as crypto? And this is our answer. Law, but on the, at the same time, it's probably among the strongest crypto regulation we have in the U.S. Uh, and it kind of informed what's happening in California. For clarity on the characterization of some of these crypto assets, we've seen the, you know, the recent ripple. Um, you know, the summary judgment motion, and I think that's going to be really, uh, you know, really elucidating from a, you know, what is, you know, is this an investment contract? Is this a security? So I, I And that is the main reason why the SEC in uh, Ripple case is so important for the crypto markets, okay? Because the clarity that it will provide for future blockchain companies and uh, crypto companies will be paramount, okay? And that is why the SEC does not want to uh, under Gary Gensler does not want to provide that clarity because they want to be able to go after every company and make a name for itself and to, uh, you know, regulate, regulate, regulate and then enforce because he wants that job for, um, that Janet Yellen will, will um, leave, um, you know, depending on who's president. So that he wants to be the next Treasury Secretary. All right, so now we have some more Bitcoin news, right? We have the Bitcoin Policy Institute calls on U.S., to reject its central bank digital currency. Now, uh, if you are a part of the Hangout Gang, you know why the CBDCs are bad for you and me. Uh, you understand that they are a privacy issue. You also understand that the CBDCs uh, allow total control through uh, your currency and control of your money and finances. All right, so let's see what this article says right here. It says the BPI, which is the Bitcoin Policy Institute, has released a report detailing why the U.S. should not create a digital bank 
uh, currency and should instead promote freedom and privacy. Okay, the BPI begins by exploring the strong possibility of the 21st century being known as the Chinese century. As I tell you, you know, everybody, want, every nation in the world wants to go to that Chinese social system. Okay, and that is something that is bad for a free loving people. Okay, that want to prosper. In reference to the authoritarian use of China's CBDC and other military, economic, and cultural hegemony. Thus, as more nations have started to develop and release their own versions of CBDCs, it is becoming increasingly clear that governments are vying to not only hold their authority over legacy finance, but seek an altogether new level of power. People today can only transact at the pleasure of the state via banks who deploy police uh, power as quasi-state institutional, reads the report. Therefore, BPI calls on the U.S. government and central banking regime to pursue a new path forward, a path that empowers privacy and enhances freedom. As the world goes away from China in the 21st century, the United States should stand for something different, um, to, stand for some, to stand for freedom, the release said. For this reason, the United States should reject central bank digital currencies. And I agree. If you want freedom, if you want privacy, then you don't want to mess with the central bank uh, back digital currency okay all right now um there's something else that has been going on that um people have not really been talking about okay there is a uh you know um a uh, crash that i've been telling people that's going to be coming for you know it's on the horizon People have not been saying uh, things about it. People have not been talking about it. It is just my opinion. Um, but, you know, we tend to be right more times than we tend to be wrong, right? Um, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just a little bit, <laughs> you know, you know, some find it funny, but it's okay. We, t we know, we know, we know, we, we like to laugh at them as they're laughing at us back. So, but. Just so you guys know that I am not, um, my thoughts or my um, information is not uh, valid or whatnot. I want to show you some something here that that I came across that kind of validates what I've been, what I what I'm saying and what I think. Um, so let's see right here. It says the market crash. Americans aren't seeing really. Okay, now this came out September 23rd, and I've been telling you guys for at least a good three weeks now that, you know, maybe a month, that there's going to be another crash on the horizon. And when it comes, it's going to be the last one, the final one. And then you're going to see the crypto markets explode. You're going to see the precious metal markets explode. You're going to see both of those two markets explode through the roof. New all-time highs and everything. All right? Especially those coins that have a ton of utility. Okay. You will definitely see that. Definitely. Now, when you, uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. So, it says, as, as much as stocks are falling, moves in another financial market have even more profound implications for the global economy. Bear sentiment has overtaken Wall Street. And just about the only good news that comes from Friday's trading session was that the Dow Jones Industrial Average and NASDAQ bounced off the worst levels of the day to finish above the worst of the year back in June. As important as stock markets are, they're not the only financial markets that investors should pay attention to. Indeed, the Federal Reserve's aggressive interest rate increase have also made big ripples in the foreign exchange markets. 
and the moves there have shown the impact that higher interest rates for the U.S. assets have had on currencies of other nations around the world. And that is true. Now, they, you know, later on, I'm going to get into some articles that show you exactly the impact that is happening on other currencies and why it is having. Uh, we'll get into a little bit of why uh, the, it, that is so. OK, it says uh, that has good both has both good and bad news for U.S. investors and consumers, depending on exactly what your portfolio and, po and per personal financial exposure to foreign markets happen to be. OK. All right. So. It goes in here. It says uh, the value of the euro uh, last week fell 1.5% today alone, dropping below 97 cents and hitting lows not seen in roughly 20 years. The British pound saw even steeper declines, plunging 3.5% to a dollar and eight cents. OK, and that was the biggest daily move since the volatility began with the COVID pandemic. Also, the Japanese yen has been struggling of, of, uh, struggling of late with the dollar recently fetching 146 yen, its highest since 1998. The move downward in recent months has been so severe that the Japanese central bank intervened on the foreign exchange market for the first time in 24 years to try to lease to slow pace, uh, to slow the pace of the drop. All right. Now, I have been saying this for a long time, you know, that fiat money is going to crash. And that is part of the Great Reset. You can't have a Great Reset if you have if you can't crash the current currencies to bring in the reset. Right. So that is why you're seeing all this. You know, pretty soon you're going to see a bank run. Now, I've been telling people this for weeks, for months that, you know, me personally, I don't keep my money in the bank except for enough for me to pay the bills. You know, so when a bank run happens, I'll be OK. All right. So, uh, I mean, not financial advice, not financial advisor. Like I said, this is all strictly my opinion and just going off of the research that I have done uh, something that that you know, of what I'm doing. You don't have to do it. I'm not telling you to do it. I'm just putting you out there what I personally do myself. OK. All right. So what does this mean for U.S. stocks? It says and the same. Remember what I told you guys, the, the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is following the stock market. Right. The ES500 mini futures. That's exactly what it's following. This right here. Boom. Right? ES mini futures. So let's see exactly what it is that they are, are saying that it means for the stocks as well as cryptocurrencies. A strong dollar is great news for U.S. companies that rely on importing materials and then primarily sell finished products to U.S. consumers. Better exchange rates reduce the import costs and bolster margins. Unfortunately, the releases, I mean, the reverse is true for U.S. companies with extensive operations abroad. The revenue that a multinational generates from a country whose currency is weak translates into fewer U.S. dollars, weighing on sales growth and profitability. One extreme example is Philip Morris International, which relies pretty much entirely on non-U.S. sources for its international tobacco business. However, plenty of other consumer giants do considerable amounts of business abroad and can see pressure on their earnings from the strong dollar. All right. It goes into a chart and it says in the midst of significant stock market declines, it's easy to miss just how important the extreme volatility in foreign exchange markets could be. With Europe still under pressure from Russia's invasion of Ukraine and supply chain, uh, supply chain issues plaguing global trade. Any vulnerability in crypto and currency markets could lead to unexpected systematic disruptions if conditions don't improve soon. All right. So I just wanted to bring this to you right here about the market crash Americans are seeing. And if the if the uh, stock markets crash. All right. 
guess what's going to crash next? Guess what's going to follow the, crash, the, the, the stock market crash? You got it, crypto. That is what is going to follow. That, that is what's going to follow, follow the crash. So, hence, another crash is coming. Prepare yourself. All right? It'll be a great opportunity for you to scoop up cryptos even cheaper than what they are. All right? But I have a feeling that you will have to use an exchange and set up stop losses in order to get those gains. All right? Uh, scoop up those cryptos at those cheap, cheap, uh, cheaper prices. All right? Now, um... Before we uh, before we go on, just want to let you guys know as well, as you can see on the infographic below, you can catch this uh, replay here on the Spotify network, on the Pandora network, on the Amazon Music Alexa, and on Sirius XM Radio, as well as our other show, The Meta Spot, where we talk nothing but exclusively metaverse. All right. Okay, so back on to the, uh, the news. All right, so now we just heard of them about about a crash coming, and uh, that Americans aren't aware of. And now I want to talk to you about the uh, continued bear market. Okay, so it says Fed fuel crypto bear market could last twelve to eighteen more months. Solana co-founder says. Now, why does it say that the Fed fuel crypto bear market? Now, that is because the Fed is crashing the markets by having a strong dollar. They are are uh, making the dollar strong and in turn it is crashing the, all the markets, the crypto markets and the stock markets, all right? Because they are pumping the dollar, okay? So it says, uh, it's, you know, in a, it's been a few rough uh, months for crypto following the collapse of Terra in May, sending shockwaves throughout the wider market. Crypto prices have been trickling down for months at that point and financial markets across the board have been hit hard as uh, hard this year as inflation rises. So how much how much longer will the bond market last? Estimates vary widely, but many in the crypto space don't believe we'll see another bull run anytime soon. Now I'm actually against that because I um, I think that once all these currencies crashes, people are going to be looking to putting their money into something that's um, that, that that's more stable and safe, and it's going to be crypto. So I am of that opinion. Okay, and once that happens, then you'll see a bull market like you will never seen one before because you're going to see a ton of, of money flooding in and running into it because fiat's going to crash and, and the stock market is still going to be down low. Okay, and you're seeing other companies, uh, manufacturing uh, countries such as Russia, uh, et cetera, and China, et cetera, starting to use cryptocurrency as payment for their, for their goods and services. All right. So it says in the uh, the latest episode on the Crips podcast, Yokovinko pointed to continued pain in the markets for some time to come, citing the impact of the U.S. Federal Reserve's ongoing rate hikes. But Yokovinko also told co-host Dan Roberts and Stacey Elliott that he's optimistic about an eventual return to crypto market growth. Looking at macro stuff, my guess is there's probability 12 to 18 months more of this brutal Fed rates up, uh, of this brutal Fed rates going up. He said. But there is an end to it, and just like the last bear market, a lot of teams that build and focus on product market fit and really tried to build amazing products, a lot of those succeeded, I think, in a very dramatic way. I agree with them as well. Those companies that are building will, will come out on this on top. I definitely agree. I just don't agree about the, uh, the whole 18, uh, 12 to 18 more months of uh, you know bear market. Okay, Don't agree with that. Uh, now, I also wanted to include this in here uh, to you guys as well, just so you guys can see 
the the how you know get a realistic view of what the economy is looking like for the average day American. Okay, it says the Heritage Institute from the this is from the Heritage.org. Americans have lost forty two hundred dollars in annual income under the Biden administration. Right, it says Heritage Express calculated the shocking number based on different sets of data. Consumer prices have risen twelve point seven percent. Uh, since January 2021, significantly faster than wages, so the average American worker has lost $3,000 in annual purchasing power, right? Now, just imagine it, um, if two years ago you put your money into crypto, and it, you know, back when Bitcoin was $6,000, and it's, it's still $20,000, you're still up on that right now, okay? You could, you could deal with the inflation because you had put your money into crypto, and, it, and it's, it's, it's still... Uh, uh, Panned out for you and balanced out for you. All right now, it says right here. Simply put, working Americans are four thousand two hundred dollars poorer today than when Biden took office. This financial catastrophe for American families is the, is the direct result of a president and Congress addicted to spending our money, combined with the Federal Reserve completely enabling this addiction by printing more dollars. Washington recklessly spent trillions of dollars it did not have and paid for it with newly printed money causing rampant inflation that has destroyed people's purchasing power and jeopardized America's financial futures. Instead of correcting course over a year ago when inflation began rising, the Biden administration and Congress continued the uh, pro prolificate, prolificate spending spree and the Fed let the printing presses roll. Many Americans have taken on additional debt to cope with higher living costs. Now the Fed is finally fighting inflation, which is pushing up interest rates and increasing financial costs. Rates on all kinds of consumer debt are consumer debt are rising. Mortgage interest rates have doubled since Biden took office, greatly increasing America's monthly payments. We are in a vicious spiral, but it's one of Joe Biden, the Democrat-controlled Congress, and the Fed's own making. All right, and I agree. All right, I agree. Like I told you guys, uh, you know, last last November that. It was going to, to start happening and get bad, okay? I told you guys that. Those that took heed and paid attention, uh, kudos to you, all right? Now, um, we're going to do something different today. We're going to start a, a new segment. Uh, and it's going to actually be called the, uh, we're going to highlight artists, okay? So, um, the new segment that we have is going to be highlighting artists. And we have an artist that we're going to highlight today. And uh, so we have the drum roll going for her, and it is Miss Jasmine Bryant, okay? And I'm going to pull up, and we're going to highlight her, her artwork and her page and, and everything that she has, okay? So, just one moment. We'll go ahead and, and move to that. And as you can see, this is, you can go right here on her, uh, this is on her link tree. Right, and we'll go ahead and get to some of her work. This is her website right here, artvibesonly.net. Okay, and she has some pretty dope artwork, as you can see here. And this is new. And, you know, fifty dollars. You can buy this right here, fifty dollars uh, on acrylic on canvas. That's dope. Dope. 
These are all her, her prints that she has here. Let's see here. She has some limited edition prints as well. Okay. Now, if you want to contact her, you can also contact her on her page. This is her website here, artvibesonly.net. And again, this is some of her limited edition prints right here. And if you want to get in contact with Miss Jasmine uh, to get some art from her, you can uh, contact her on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, she does have, looks like she does have a uh, art show coming up, or actually that just passed this last July. And she has been in um, some news articles on Canvas Re uh, Rebel, okay? Uh, that is a publication that highlights, uh, you know, a publication for uh, artists uh, as well, etc. And uh, this is her Twitter here. You can pull up her Twitter. And as she said, she has commissions closed right now, but... Um, you can purchase some of her work on her uh, on her website, right here, artvibesonly.net. Okay, so I right, just give a round of applause for Miss Jasmine. All right, give her some cheering. There you go, Miss Jasmine. So you guys uh, reach out to Miss Jasmine and, and buy some of her artwork. Okay. And, and, and let, tell her that you've seen it on the Crypto Hangout Network on the Sunday Night Hangout. All right. So let her notice you guys that Crypto Crane on the Sunday Night Hangout sent you guys over there to her. And uh, follow her on Twitter and uh, purchase some of her artwork. All right. So now, as always, this part of the show, we are going to have some Twitter news. Right. What do we go to? Always. Middle of the show, being 40 minutes in, tw the Twitter news. Alright, so just coming down and scrolling on Twitter, I've seen this right here. Just wanted to let you guys know that buying things with cryptocurrency is starting to be more easier. As you can see, you have a vending machine here, and he is using his XDC to buy him a Fanta Soda. So all you guys, people are telling you that uh, you can't spend cryptocurrency. You can't spend it. You can't spend it. You can't spend it. Show them this video and tell them to shut up. All right? Because he's buying it. What you going to get, man? You see the name of, the, of this vending machine? It's called iVinPay. You know, something you might want to invest in for anybody that's an investor. You know. Something you might want to look into. Hint, hint. So it cost him 34.62 ecstasy. Right? It got his payment. And now he's got his 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 drink. Fanta Orange. Twitter News. Okay. Now, let's see here. This was a chart here that I, uh, you know, came across on here. It's called the, uh, what is it, the Ark of Doom, I think it is, or Dome of Doom. Yeah, Dome of Doom. It shows the breakout in bull market to come or dump to 
you know, breakout in bull market. It says, uh, you know, is it going to be a pump or is it going to be a dump to 12K? Remember Fed pivots with F, uh, FSPX below? Its three-year moving average have led to further losses in the past and cryptos have followed tech stocks so far. Exactly what I've been telling you has been following the stock market. All right, so let's let's take a look at the uh, this right here. As you can see, it has this the little arc test, you know, and each time it tests the arc, it falls back down. You have one, two, three tests, and it falls down. You have one test, falls down. One test, falls down. Test, fall. Test, fall. And now it's testing now, so I expect another fall. I don't expect it to break out just yet, all right? That I don't do. I don't expect it to break out just yet. So I wanted to show you guys this right here because trading in crypto is, uh, well, trading in general is about patterns, okay? Patterns and, and finding the correct, uh, you know, pattern, finding the correct information to make a trade or whatnot, all right? So I thought this was interesting. I wanted to I wanted to show you guys this right here. And so like it says right here, it's attempted breakout, but... It, in my opinion, it's not. It's going to fall down to 12 because I told you guys the bottom of Bitcoin is going to be somewhere between 7K and 12K. I mean, 7K and 15K. I've been telling you that. Whenever you see XRP get close to 21 cents, that's when the bottom of Bitcoin is going to be. The bottom of, e of Ethereum is going to be between $408 and $450. All right. That is what the bottoms are going to be. Don't ask me how I know because I won't tell you. All right, moving right along here, we have breaking news. The Swedish, Nor uh, Norwegian, and Israeli central banks have lost, launched a project with the Bank for International Settlements to test digital currency payments using central bank digital currencies. Here it comes. Now, I show this here to show you that uh, no matter what the fud that they are saying, no matter what they are pushing in the news, they are behind the scenes adopting cryptos and blockchain technologies and trying to make it to where... Uh, they can accept payments and etc. Okay, because they just don't want to be left out in the cold. That was the whole entire thing. Um, they don't want to be left out in the cold. They want to maintain their dominance. They want to maintain their top, be um, their being at the top of the food chain, all right, of the financial industry, so to speak. All right now, here I wanted to show you guys this right here because you guys don't realize how bad that the United States debt and debt bubble bubble is. Okay, so I definitely had to show you guys this. So we're going to replay this. We're going to listen to this right here. There was a time you went to college campuses and you talked about an equity and debt. I think in this case it wasn't necessarily debt induced, but it was entitlement and jumps. And that it could come, this was 10 years ago, and I think you said sometime between, you said 2020 and 2035. Is it happening? We are we are in deep trouble. So everything I said at those colleges is worse in terms of the metrics, um, except for one thing. And what I miscalculated was I didn't calculate zero rates. I used four percent rates. But the only thing Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton agreed on in 2016 was don't cut uh, Social Security, don't cut it. Nothing was done. Joe Biden has excruciated with his guidance to bear mention. Maybe we, we shouldn't be increasing the senior case. But if you look at 
reversal I just talked about, and you use the CBO estimate, which is rates of 3.8%, which I think, frankly, is pretty optimistic, um, given all the things we've talked about. Um, by 2027, the interest expense alone on the debt eats all health care spending. By 2047, it eats all discretionary spending. So we're now getting into fiscal dominance. By the way, by 49, it eats all Social Security. We're getting to the point now where the interest expense on the debt is so high that it's going to eat up our ability to basically service the next generation of not even sure about the current. Um, I brought some cyanide. No, 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 I'm thinking about that, and I'm thinking maybe we'll be okay. <laughs> but Now. Put that in perspective, all right? So no matter what you see in the news, no matter what they tell you, think about what he just told you, all right? Yeah, uh, but, but yeah, we, we'll be dead. yeah, that's what I mean. Um, no matter what they tell you, no matter what they push in the news, think about what he said. And that right there leads me to this right here, okay? That right there, that right there leads me to this right here. This very next one. So what do we have here? The Bank of England, right? The Bank of England, Europe. I was told, once you hear Europe falls, you have two weeks till America falls. Once Europe falls, you have two weeks till America falls. Okay? That's what I was told, right? I have multi-millionaire friends, okay? And they have told me some things because they can get into places that I can't. All right? One thing that multi-millionaires are going to do is protect their money as well as billionaires. I even have a billionaire friend. They're going to protect their money. All right? So when they talk about their money, I listen. All right? So... We're going to go into what this, what this, uh, what's going on with the Bank of England. With uh, a rather extraordinary statement. We started off. From the Bank of England just now, uh, Jane, with uh, a rather extraordinary statement saying that they are planning a guilt market operation, uh, which is an intervention from uh, the Bank of England, uh, they say, to try to restore orderly market conditions. Let me just read out part of this statement, literally just in the last few minutes uh, from the Bank of England. Uh, they say, um, as the governor said in a statement on Monday, the bank is monitoring developments in financial markets very closely in light of the significant repricing of UK and global financial assets. Uh, the repricing has become more significant in the past day and is particularly affecting long-dated UK government debt. Now, what, what they're talking about there is essentially part of the thing we've been talking about recently, the yields on government debt, which have spiked up to the highest rate that we've seen since the financial crisis. The, the statement goes on, were dysfunction in this market to continue or worsen, there would be a material risk to UK financial stability. This would lead to an unwarranted tightening of financial conditions and a reduction in the flow of credit to the real economy. So essentially saying that this could, well, it's, it's, we're already seeing it, aren't we? You were just talking to, to Ian about this the fact that mortgage lenders are pulling some of their products because of what's happening right now. Uh, in line with this financial stability operation, so the bank... Mortgage lenders are pulling some of their products <laughs> over there. It has two roles here. 
they have a role of dealing with what's going on in the monetary side, that's interest rates and financial stability as well. So looking, making sure the market can function. The bank stands ready to restore market functioning and reduce any risks from contagion to credit conditions for UK businesses and households. This is the key bit. bit. Sorry, I'm reading this out because we have literally just got it. To achieve this, the bank will carry out temporary purchases of long-dated UK government bonds from the 28th of September. So that's what they are planning to do. Obviously, that's from today. The purpose of these purchases will be to restore orderly market conditions. The purchases will be carried out on whatever scale is necessary to affect this outcome. Whatever scale is necessary to affect this outcome. The Whatever scale is necessary to affect the outcome. So if we got to restrict you from taking your money out, if we got to do, uh, 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 you know, whatever, whatever to restrict the outcome. Different outcome. Indemnified by HM Treasury, so it's been coordinated with the Treasury. Um, that's, I mean, the, the, I, I could go on, but that's coordinated the with the Treasury. Part of this statement. It's, this is not quite. Simple. Guilt market operation. It says it's monitoring developments and financial markets very closely. All right. Now, I just seen this today, and I had to, I had to incorporate this right here because for the simple fact, like he says right here, it says, "Listen," and I want you to listen. I want y'all to listen closely. Listen closely to this. SEC. Janet Yellen speaking about a World Bank Evolution Roadmap. I and world leaders will call on World Bank Management at the annual meeting next week to develop a World Bank Evolution Roadmap by December of this year. Here at the horse's mouth. So I wonder what they're going to be doing and what they're going to be discussing in the in the uh, coming weeks about this project. I wonder what they have in store. All right. I wonder what they're going to do because we all know that they want a central uh, CBDC, central bank digital currency. We all know that they want control. They want the blockchain technology, but they don't want the actual cryptocurrencies because they want to control. They want to have access to control everything that you do, and they don't want you to have no privacy. As you heard the WEF, the World Economic Forum, and Klaus Schwab tell you, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Only way they can do that is for you to, uh, is to have control over your finances. In order for them to have control over your finances, they have to have everybody use the central bank digital currencies and try to regulate or outlaw any competitors, hence the other cryptocurrencies, hence the regulation, all right? So this right here had just came up uh, right before the broadcast, and I wanted to bring this to you, so I, I just wanted to show you guys this right here because this, this is, you know, makes me want to think uh, and wonder, like, what the hell do you guys have planned? What are you trying to do? Okay. 
Now, we had some more uh, some more uh, news right here on the British pound. It says the pound's crash will make inflation worse and push interest rates higher. So in turn, what do you think the United States is going to do to try to keep the dollar from crashing? That is why they are pumping their dollar, which is causing uh, the rest of the currencies around the world to crash and to fall as well. Okay. Now. More and more and more about stock market crash. This right here is an article about how to take advantage of a stock market crash. Right. It says, uh, usually a stock market crash is defined by a drop of at least 10% on a stock exchange or a major stock index within a single trading day. All right. It says, characteristics of a market crash are dropping share prices uh, within a short time frame, increasing margin call for investors, negative market sentiment, decline in major stock indices such as Dow Jones, Industrial Average, S&P 500, volatility within other financial markets as secondary effect. Okay. Now, you know, you know, a stock market crash, you know, Warren Buffett said with his butt on the streets you buy. I, I agree. So if it crashes again, which I speculate, in my opinion, and which is not financial advice, then I would buy. Okay, right now I'm currently DCNA, dollar cost averaging in, buying some here. And if it falls some more, buy some more. And saving my very big buys uh, for this next crash. All right, so that's how you do that. Okay, that's how you take advantage that is how you take advantage of a market crash. All right? So, uh, again, we have here, uh, like I said, currencies around the world are tumbling, except for Bitcoin. Cryptocurrencies. Remember what I told you about 10, 15 minutes ago. Once all those currencies fall and, and, and that uh, switch gets flipped on for the Great Reset, all um, the money that's left is going to be flowing into cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin. Uh, will be one of them, all right? So that is something that you guys have to be aware of and, you know, it's, and understand, okay? It says, uh, we know we, uh, we've reached a unique time in history when Bitcoin suddenly is less volatile than fiat currencies. Less volatile than fiat currencies. Let that sink that in. Less volatile than fiat currencies. Bitcoin suddenly is less volatile than fiat currencies, said the founder of Northman Trader, a markets research firm. Mr. Heinrich is one of the most prominent bears during the recent bull market, warning about overpriced assets like crypto. When crypto banks raised interest rates, Bitcoin largely traded like risky assets such as tech stocks. But that hasn't necessarily been the case over the past month. Bitcoin has traded in the green, but uh, so far in September, while the tech-heavy Nasdaq is down nearly 10% over that period. Alright, but zoom out further and the picture looks more frightening for crypto bulls. Bitcoin has lost more than half its values in 2022, far underperforming stocks, bonds, and most cryptocurrencies. Which is true, and which means that it is a good time and good opportunity to buy. With that being said, what are Bitcoin wells doing? They are accumulating Bitcoin at the current prices. Why? Because I told you it's a good time to buy, right? Because you buy when there's blood on the streets and then when it's cheap, when it falls, when it crashes, and then when it goes back up, you sell. You sell, you sell, you sell, you sell, you sell, right? Get your profit, get your gains, and then you walk all the way to the bank. But see what the average uh, people do 
They don't research the coins or stocks, okay? Then when there's hype, it starts to pump and moving. Then they buy because all the hype, the news is talking about it, all the friends are talking about it, but it's too late then. Then they get mad and be like, well, well, I, the stock market is, 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 you can lose a lot of money for stock market. Stock market is, is for cheats. It's for this and that. No, you just don't know what you're doing and you keep buying on the hype and you're not doing your own research. You're not looking into the coins. You're not seeing what utility. You're not looking at the stock. You're not looking at the news. You're not looking at the partnerships. You're not looking at any of that. Okay? Because guess what? These guys are doing, they're accumulating. They're buying. They're buying. The, and they know they're not just buying any cryptos any stocks they are researching and they are buying the stocks and the, and the cryptos that have utility okay they they can they can uh uh, uh further the world that they can further technology that that has a use case all right everything that you're seeing is fud man it's just fud big time fud those that are doing the research they know and they understand what's going on Bitcoin whales are again accumulating Bitcoin with more and more traders now asking themselves what these whales know that the rest of us don't. That everything that, that what you see in the in the mainstream news is FUD, is bullshit, is BS, is them trying to stop the average person from, from getting into the crypto market and, and possibly getting rich and retiring and getting generational wealth. That's what that's that's what, what that's what they know that, that the majority of the people don't. According to data from the crypto analytics platform Sentiment, the so-called Bitcoin whales defined as wallet addresses holding between 100 BTC and 10,000 BTC have added a total of 46,173 Bitcoin to the holdings since September 27. So since September 27, 46,000 Bitcoin have been added to people's wallets. They've been buying Bitcoin like crazy. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. And I had a coworker come up to me the other day. It was like, hey, man, I heard that you be doing, that you're into crypto, you this and that. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm into crypto. What you want to know about it? You want to learn about it? I can teach you how. Oh, no, nah, man, it's a scam. It ain't going to do nothing. You can't even use it. You can't even use it to buy anything. I just laughed and kept on going. Just kept on going. Didn't even, you know, I don't, don't even, even want to talk to those type of people. I don't even want to argue with them. In a tweet published earlier this week, sentiment called the increase of sustained accumulation by whales and noted that this has been a rarity in 2022. The firm added that the increase in Bitcoin holdings has come as large holdings of a stablecoin tether have dropped. All right. So. Huh. And this tweet right here shows, you know, the tether well supply rising and the Bitcoin well supply falling and the opposite. In the red right here, and this is the, the green is the opposite. So, this is what it's showing. The indice says, meanwhile, that uh, the news that whales are now accumulating Bitcoin comes after sentiment in late September reported that the whale holdings of Bitcoin had dropped to the lowest levels in months. So, now they're accumulating. All right, they they sold some, and if and you know it fell, then they bought back into it. That's exactly what happened. That's what smart traders would do. Okay. If you're a trader and you're a smart trader, that's what you're going to do. So, you know, I really just want you guys to understand, you know, the implications of what's going on, going on here. So you guys can make the most, uh, the best possible decision that you possibly can when it comes to this crypto market. Cause there's a lot of things that you can, you, you know, that, 
that are happening. A lot of foot, a lot of people that are, are uh, you know, don't know what they're talking about, that are not doing the research, a lot of people that are following others as well. All right, so I appreciate you guys for, for joining with me, for watching the video, for staying tuned to the whole entire video. I appreciate all my live viewers uh, and all our subscribers that are on the Crypto Hangout Network that are subscribed to the channel. And don't forget, you can find the uh, our podcast uh, on the Spotify Network, on the Pandora, uh, Amazon, uh, Sirius XM Radio, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, and any other podcast platform uh, or platform that you can find podcasts on, you can find us there. Uh, just search for the Sunday Night Hangout or search for the Meta Spot, uh, which is our podcast uh, focused on nothing but Metaverse, uh, where we bring to you the exclusive Metaverse news and interviews, uh, all things Metaverse related. All right, so thanks again for everybody that tuned in. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Follow us on all our platforms. You can follow me at CryptoCrane2 uh, on Twitter. And you can follow uh, the Crypto Hangout Network on Instagram and the uh, Crypto Hangout Network uh, group page on the Facebook group. All right, so until next Sunday, the Crypto Crane is uh, signing out. Peace.